Hey folks, it's your husband host, Travis McElroy here. Just a quick content warning. In this episode, we talk about uh, some like psychological stuff with kids and scaring them to behave and everything like that. So if that's something that you would rather not listen to, uh, we totally understand and feel free to skip this one. Cramp you. Cramp me. Cramp us. It's manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. It's beginning to look <laughs> a lot like Krampus. Um, so it's the holidays. It is the holidays. We can't avoid it. We can't avoid it. We said Han- Hanukkah started. Wait, by the time this comes out, is Hanukkah over? No. What day is it? What time is it? Who am I? <laughs> um, we've got some of our decorations up. Tasteful. I would say only two inflatables. Okay. All right. What? Is it? Okay. Is it not tasteful? Yesterday, somebody came over and said, wow, Travis really overdid it. And I was thinking like, there's so little compared to how much I want. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it. I think that's it. There's so little compared to how much you want. This is, okay, this is a big problem for me in general. This happens too, like when I go grocery shopping mm-hmm. or like present shopping, anything where I feel like I'm exercising a great deal of restraint and then whoever, usually you, <laughs> that sees it next is like, this is too much. And I'm like, but you don't see what I didn't get. <laughs> That's true. I have I have a question for you. Um, I let BB do a majority of tree decorating. Yeah. Did your parents growing up let you guys do that? Or was your mother a little more um, exacting? Uh, We had, uh, I think that there was like a set of decorations. It's like, these are the kid decorations. My mom definitely was the type of person who like styled the Christmas tree, that there was like a theme to it, Mm -hmm. where it was like a lot of, as I've said before, country kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. Where there were ornaments that looked like little cookies on a baking pan. And there were a lot of like apples Mm -hmm. as the ornament and a lot of things like that. But then there were also a lot of like handmade ornaments that, you know, we had made over the years or like specialty ornaments, you know, that we had bought because we liked the thing. So it was like there was an overall theme to it for sure, but it wasn't like if it doesn't fit the theme, it doesn't go on the tree, right? Mm -hmm. It was just the majority of the decorations had been purchased like as a set or like as a thing. Yeah. But no, mom wasn't exacting at all. I mean, there were, I will say this, there was... Because, you know, having lived in the same house for, you know, what, 21 years before my mom passed, there was like, that goes there on the mantle. That goes there in the window. But it wasn't like, who moved the thing? If anything, uh, there was, she had little blocks, wooden blocks that spelled out Noel that we would often rearrange to spell Leon or (laughs) because of the way the L was shaped, Joe, uh, often, and then just hide the N or flip the N upside down and make it say like, Uloi or whatever, (laughs) and see how long it would take before she noticed because it was like up in a windowsill, that, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Well, see, I ask because I have a sneaking suspicion that although my mother encouraged us to help with decorations, she went back and rearranged afterwards. Well, I will say, I did hear you numerous times as B was decorating, go like, 
well, you can't, no, those are the same. And you put them on the same brand. That, that's right next to each other. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't follow you for that. Because, like, why put two ornaments right next to each other? That was I did, like, at one point, because we have some birds that go on the tree. And she hung up, like, I think a dove next to an owl. And you said, what, that's a bird of prey. <laughs> like, <laughs> completely, like, they can't be nice to each other. The owl will attack say, the dove. I did say that. <laughs> what's funny is like I care a lot about where the decorations go in the house yeah and then for the tree I was like I don't know whatever <laughs> I don't care. No, who cares about the tree it's about the mantle okay 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 we are gonna talk about Christmas business Christmasness 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 Um. so what do you know about German monsters hmm uh, well, I know about Achnes. Okay. And, and no, that's not because it's like Loch Ness, but I said Ach. Oh. No, wait, that's, I, that's Scottish? Uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know anything. No, you did a bad. I, that's I, a bad one. It's surprising because I'm a cryptid person. Yeah. Big fan of cryptids. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you about like a specific German monster. Is Krampus, Krampus is probably German. Krampus is a German monster. And here's the thing. It's kind of like for... For every darkness, there is a light, right? For every sure, you know, on one side is the candle, on the other side is the is the dark. That old chestnut. Well, I've heard that. Should sure. I? Uh, so, I've heard it's always darkest before the dawn, which is a lie. It's darkest in the middle of the night because <laughs> right before dawn is when but the sun the, is coming up. But that's when dawn starts, right after the darkest point. It only gets lighter from there. Wait, so you're telling me that there's two phases to nighttime and it's dawn and not dawn, that there's no... No, there's there's the sun rising and the sun setting. Yeah, but in between there's probably the darkest part, right? right when the sun's yeah. farthest away. But then it doesn't... It's not like the sun is farthest away and then dawn starts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. The sun is farthest away. That is the farthest away dawn point. Dawn is the when the sun comes up. No. Dawn is the day... Beginning so twelve oh one no is the incorrect is getting brighter no dawn yes. is sunrise no yes Mm-mm. yes no. Well, so you're telling me when someone says I got up at the crack of dawn they mean twelve oh one a.m. <laughs> no okay but they do mean before it was fully light okay but hold on but you're telling me I think we might have we're gone off track too yeah. far okay hey tweet at us at Schmannerscast. <laughs> And tell my wife she's wrong for All once. Right. For once, anyway, she's wrong. This mythical figure, Krampus, goes back centuries, dating all the way back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions. Uh, meaning, like a lot of things, Christmas. Krampus really isn't related to Christmas at all. No, uh, was a ri- he was originally a creature of the winter solstice. Of course, yes. Uh, and we know this: the, the pagan mythology uh, that you know. Is the Yule log, is kissing under the mistletoe, right. is the Christmas tree, are all originally pagan traditions that were rebranded for the Christian holiday. Well, and spe- okay, so now I'm also connecting, like, the Christmas tree is very Germanic as well. Yep. That was brought over by Prince Albert. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I think that makes sense, though, because, like, I don't remember it being, like, and baby Jesus was there and the three wise men brought presents and Krampus hung out, <laughs> right? Like, it makes sense that that was not... A part of, you know, the original Christmas, Christmas story. Ah, Christmas. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. During the 4th century BCE, okay. um, many Germanic tribes were forced, being forced to acclimate to the Christianity that the Romans brought with them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the tribes, so like the Goths, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have heard of the Shakespearean... Yeah, not the mall goths. No, no, no. Not the hot topic goths. The the Shakespearean goths. There's yeah. the goths. There's the English. There's the Moors. There's in all Titus Andronicus. They're the uh, the uh, bad people. I don't know. Everyone in Titus is pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> all right. Uh, so during this time of massive force conversion. Pagan tradition found a safe haven in the small villages in the Alps, where you know the church couldn't get to them. Yeah, and Krampus was one of those things. They kept Krampus safe. They did in in the caves in the Alps. Yeah, and in our hearts. Um, so around the 11th and 13th century, in there is where the legends of the Krampus start to crop up among uh, parts of southern Germany and parts of Austria, and um, it began to gain popularity in Bavaria, mm, where the pretzels are from. Indeed, and mustard, and probably a lot of other stuff. A lot too. of other yeah. stuff. Uh, the later Hosen, uh-huh. I believe, is... And the early there. Hosen. Ah. You are all over the place. Bounce, all right, listen. Bouncing off the walls today. I know. Um, so, like a lot of things that kind of grow in isolation from a common, a common seed... Yes. There are lots of different names for Krampus. Uh, we have the tale of the night, knocked, rup. Rocked, not not dropped. Sure, there's a lot of extra consonants in there that I don't think I'm doing right. Yes, um, Pelsnickel. I wait. Sorry, no. Sorry, say. uh, Go back. Pelsnickel. 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 I like that one a lot. Cloudbrow. Uh huh. Um, but they're all versions of Krampus. Sure, sure, sure. But I just would really like Pelsnickel. It's good because that also kind of sounds like something you might say if you stub your toe. Mm-hmm. But you're around kids, so you don't want to curse. So it's like, uh, I feel like you weren't really in that moment with no, me. No, I was, okay. no, I didn't get it. Like you stub your toe and say, Pelsnag, that's not important. But, okay, anyway. Uh, so he shares some common physical characteristics amongst all of these different names. Uh, usually hairy. Mm-hmm. Covered in brown or black fur. Okay. Uh, he has cloven hooves. Sure. And the horns of a goat. Yeah. Uh, he's often shown carrying chains or birch branches. And he almost always has like big fangs and like a pointy tongue, right? Right. Because his job is to like punish the bad kids, right? Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and it says a lot about the time in history when he was created. Um, so you can. So his appearance is yeah. almost a perfect match. To the devil. To, exactly, to, to the Christian depiction El of the Diablo, devil. El Diablo, the mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah, and he's, you know, usually depicted. Old Scratch. I'm trying to think of other, Beelzebub. <laughs> uh, Lucifer? N- yes. He has long, rusty chains, again, common in Christianity, in Christian symbols. Um, and that's kind of like the devil, the sign of the devil that is bound to the church. So, again... It makes me wonder, though, because, like, if we're talking about, like, the appearance of the devil, right, the horns and pitchfork thing, mm-hmm. that wasn't, like, Jesus wasn't, like, in the Bible. We've been like, I watch out for this dude. He's red, mm-hmm. and he has a pitchfork. He's a bad guy, right? Like, that was definitely something that came later. And I wonder if it was influenced by 
this thing, much like we talked about great Christian rebrand in general, uh, people were like, what's your scary dude look like? Yeah, that's what my scary dude looks yeah, like, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, so his entire job was to punish the naughty children mm. who didn't behave during the year. Yeah. Um, you know. That's good. Can I just say, I, his methods, I'm sure, were pretty messed up. But I've always thought that Santa's whole thing of, like, I'm going to give you coal was pretty weak. Like, yeah. yeah, that kid, you know, I don't know, burned down the gas station. Yeah, he gets coal. Come on, Santa. Come on. <laughs> so Not um, enough. And especially if that kid is, like, a blacksmith and has a coal forge. That's yeah. a gift, my man. He's going to use that. Let me... Paint to a That's picture. how he burned down the gas station because he was blacksmithing too close. Okay, sorry. Right. I just brought I just solved the case. You did. <laughs> that case has been cold for years and I solved it. Great job, Encyclopedia Brown. Thank you. All right. Here it is. Okay. If Krampus is coming for you, this is what happens. First, you hear a bell. Okay. A sickly, piercing, wailing bell echoing throughout the streets of your hometown. Okay. You flee back to your home. Right. You stuff your face under the covers. Sure. Hands cover your ears. Yeah. But you can't halt the inevitable. Nope. As the bells become louder and louder, yeah. getting closer and closer. Okay. You begin to hear the penetrating grating of gigantic, rusty chains. Sure. Drug over the cobblestone in front of your house. Oh, no. You hear the snap of a birch branch. Oh. The only problem is, now it sounds like it's directly next to your ear. Oh, no. Krampus is suddenly in your bedroom in a burst of hellfire, towering over you with his disgusting tongue sure. unfurled between his salivating fangs. Cool. Using the birch switch and the chain, he beats you senseless. Oh, no. And just when you think it's over, he grabs you roughly with his long, sharp claws and throws you in his sack. Okay. He flings you over his shoulder and then drags you off to the underworld where you'll meet an even more sinister fate than just your beating. After he drags you kicking and screaming all the way down to hell, he mm. forces you to act as his servant Bummer. until you repent okay. or possibly forever. Now, hold on. Not to poke holes in the Krampus and story. That, and that is if he doesn't decide just to eat you. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with the Krampus story. Just not to poke holes. But you would think that if you're a kid, right, and you know, like, Tom next door has been real bad this mm -hmm. year, right? And then... Christmas, the, like the 26th, Tom is still there and neither eaten nor in hell, that it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Obviously, he repented. Right away? Yeah, right away. All this terrible stuff could be avoided. So Krampus is reaching for you, and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, ah, okay, <laughs> you got me. Go back to bed. Obviously. This was all to scare children into obedience. Yes, Obviously. Obviously. Um, Which and I, I just want to go on record and say, not great. Not great. No. Like, hey, if you are bad, a large horned cloven foot man is going to come into your room and hit you with a chain and possibly eat you. That could have some lasting effects on a it's child's psyche. psychological torture is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that we have that out of the way. A word from some other Max Fun shows. Is that what you're going to say? Mm-hmm. Hello! I'm Pee Wee Herman. You might know me from TV, but I really want to be a DJ. It took some convincing. 
but KCRW finally agreed to give me an hour on the radio to play you some music with my friends. <laughs> anyway, tune in for one hour of the bestest, most funnest time you'll ever have on the Pee Wee Herman Radio Hour. I am personally inviting you to tune your transistor radio in to hear me or go to kcrw.com. Duh. <laughs> It'll be available for the whole week from November 26th to December 3rd. So you can listen to it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> the Pee Wee Herman Radio Hour was produced by Maximum Fun and can be streamed on KCRW.com until December 3rd. Okay, so Krampus just ate a kid. Now what? Well... Now, that I think that, as you said, to balance the light and the dark, I think it should be explicitly part of the Santa Claus myth that he doesn't eat you. Like they should say explicitly. And then he comes down the chimney, leaves your presence and doesn't eat doesn't you. Doesn't eat you. To the point where a kid's like, hey, why do you keep stressing that he doesn't eat me? Like, oh, well, there's this other guy who definitely does eat you. Mm-hmm. What? Well, don't worry about it. <laughs> now, so that was between like around the 11th and 13th century, right? Mm, in there. the good old days. And then kind of dies out for a little bit because Krampus dies? N- Spoiler. No, no, no. no. Oh. The myth dies out because of Wait, so Krampus isn't real. More of the great Christian rebrand, oh, right? Um but he comes back with a vengeance. I love that movie. <laughs> because of the Brothers Grimm. Sure, 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 mm-hmm. sure. They went around collecting stories to make sure that, like, folk tales and stuff stayed, uh, you know, in circulation. Right. Um, you know, he gets a he gets a shout out in their Germanic uh, folk tales. Uh, so he's kind of made into um, a compendium of German mythology. Sure. Uh, and. It turns out at this point in the 19th century, he turns into kind of a celebrity figure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He even got his own holiday. Um, and now. Probably around Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Close yeah. It's to not it. like in the middle of July or something. No. Okay. Um, he was so popular at one point, there were holiday Krampus cards yeah. sold right next to the St. Nicholas cards. Were they like, hey, I hate you. <laughs> like, what do they say? Um, well, I don't know if I can accurately describe this picture, but here's one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So there are two doll-like children, uh, one of whom I have to assume was naughty and is being stuffed into a sack. Sure. And the other child, I suppose, was nice. She has a bushel of apples. Um, and Krampus pretty much looks like a goat man. Yeah, I think it's also worth noting, just to say fairly explicitly, there is also very clearly, if I may, and that there's definitely some, um, I don't know, uh, uh, coded racism in this that we should mention. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That, like, when you look at that Krampus and just, like, the coloring of his skin and fur is very much like, it's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he again waned again when uh, Nazi Germany uh, was was part of a thing um, because speaking of racism, go on. <laughs> yeah, the Nazis condemned Krampus as a socialist. Huh. Okay. Sure. 
I don't. Okay. Mm. I mean, if anything, it's Santa, right? Sure. But I, I actually, maybe I don't know anything about socialism. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm uh, talking about something I have no idea about. So now um, he is, he's back in the limelight. Yeah, there have been like movies about him. Movies, TV, uh, you know, there's comic books, t-shirts, all all of this stuff, right? Um, Here's the holiday. Krampus Nacht. Or Krampus Night. Krampus Night. Yeah. Uh, December 5th. Because December 6th is Niklas Dog. Nicholas Dog. There it Nicholas is. Nicholas Day. St. Nicholas Day. Okay. So on the eve of December 5th, children leave their shoes out before they go to sleep. And when they wake up in the Krampus morning. Krampus has farted in them. <laughs> uh, they will oh, either no. find candy and coins from St. Nick or a birch rod, which is a warning from Krampus to get themselves together before the Christmas holiday. Oh, I see. So this is your written warning. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people all over celebrate this kind of holiday in, a, in you know, in a, adult wacky ways. <laughs> there are feasts and parades and lots of drinking. Sure. Um, because you, it's said that you should always offer Krampus a drink of orange schnapps to appease him if you ever cross paths. Sure. Man, Santa gets the short end of the stick, huh? He's just getting milk and cookies while Krampus is getting orange stomps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you hey, know. Hey, this Christmas, leave out some orange stomps for Santa Claus. He'll appreciate it, and it'll be fun to see the sleigh zigzagging across the sky. <laughs> uh, there's now a Krampus run uh, sure. where a bunch of people dress as Krampus and get drunk and run around singing songs and parading and scaring their friends. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in, enjoy a nice, ridiculous Krampus knot. But just don't Krampus anyone's style. And, you know, just in case, do your chores. Uh, so, bit of a short one, but a very fun one. Krampus, huh? Okay. So, thank you, everybody, for joining <laughs> us for this week. Thank you, Alex, our researcher, without whom we would not be able to make this show. We really, really appreciate you. And we appreciate our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make this show. And we appreciate you, the listener, without whom we could make the show. But why? <laughs> what would be the point? I guess we could take it out back, bury it, and then dig it up in 10 years and be like, oh, were we ever so young? But that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. If this was a fun episode, and I think it was, maybe uh, tweet about it or email it to a friend or burn it onto a CD and hand it to somebody or (laughs) encode it in a wax cylinder, whatever. However you want to share your podcast, please do. I think uh, it's fairly obvious that I've lost control at this point. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that was obvious years ago. And <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social media, at SchmannersCast on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on MySpace. No. Um, Krampus Lover 69. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Okay. We want to say thank you to Max Fun, mm-hmm. our podcast home. Uh, check out all the other great shows there. Uh, you can also check out all the McRoy projects at McRoy.family. And go check out McRoyMerch.com uh, for some new merch out this month. And it's a perfect place to order some stuff for your friends and family for the holidays. What else? Indeed. We always thank Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla and Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. Uh, 
And that, again, is at Schmanner's Cast. Uh, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our fan-run Facebook group cover picture. Uh, if you love to give and get excellent advice, join that group, Schmanner's Fanners, today. Um, and that's going to do it for gonna us. And that's going to do it. Yeah, yep. that's it. Okay. And that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanner's. Manners, Schmanner's. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.